Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You can learn more about the program and our church when you download our free Living Truth app. Now here's part two of Pastor Michael's teaching in Isaiah chapters 18 through 19 called Oracles Concerning Ethiopia and Egypt. Behold, the Lord is riding on a swift cloud. Again, that is imagery of his second coming. Jesus said he's going to come on the clouds with power and great glory. And it is about to come to Egypt. The idols of Egypt will tremble at his presence and the heart of the Egyptians will melt within them. Psalm 18.10 says, And he rode upon a cherub and flew, and he sped upon the wings of the wind. And Jesus said in Matthew 26.64, You have said it yourself, nevertheless I tell you, hereafter you shall see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of power and coming on the clouds of heaven. And Revelation 1.7 says, When he comes, every eye will what? Will see him. And he will come in power and great glory. And there's going to be two responses to his coming. Some people are going to say, Lord Jesus, (laughs) praise the Lord, Maranatha, receive me to yourself. And other people are going to say, "Uh uh-oh. The Bible stories are true. He does rule the heavens and the earth. Despite what all the intellectuals say about how we came into being, I just saw a program, did you guys see this on, was it Discovery? Stephen Hawking, the guy in the wheelchair telling us how our universe came into being. You guys didn't see that? Good. (laughs) And Stephen Hawking basically says, like all the other intellectuals, the Big Bang did it. Oh, there was a Big Bang, all right. Right? And they all say that basically there were, it was about, you know, the stuff that was out there was about the size of a period at the end of a sentence. And man, just something started happening and boom, here comes the world. That's scientific. All the forms of plants and animals, six million forms of plants and animals, diversity, the uh, involuntary organs, reproduction, it's all a cosmic accident. By the way, I don't know if you knew this, kids, but... <laughs> you're an accident and then we wonder why they go show up to schools with guns and blow their classmates away I'm a cosmic accident who cares survival of the fittest and so I will incite Egyptians verse 2 And I want you to see in verse 1, the idols of Egypt will tremble. That's a picture of all the false gods that when the presence of the true God comes, those idols can't stand. And for those of you who have looked at this idea of the idols, you can't help but think of Dagon when he falls over, when the ark is in the Philistine temple, right? And he just falls over. And then the Philistines come over and pick up their god because their god's fallen and he can't get up. But he had one of those things on, you know. I've fallen. Can you help me out? I know I'm your God, but I can't get up. Anyway, so I will incite Egyptians against Egyptians. Now, people have looked at Isaiah 19. Forgive my microphone. And uh, was it Mubarak in uh, Egypt who um, 
the, there was protests in the street, largely uh, drummed up by a lot of internet and Facebook kind of activity, and there was an unrest, and the, a lot of the, the young people and the people of Egypt were not happy with the leadership, and Mubarak had been basically a dictator there for quite a long time, and uh, he had pressure, and I think he at first came out and said he, he would stay in office but not run again, and then eventually he stepped down under pressure, and he's gone, and everybody was applauding that, and we certainly uh, appreciate the fact that people who were once oppressed can now live in a democratic, free society, but the problem is that doesn't appear to be the case in Egypt. Because the one coming into the leadership gap in Egypt is who? It's the Muslim Brotherhood. And they certainly have an agenda. And by the way, their agenda has nothing to do with friendliness to Israel or the United States. And so there's this stirring up. I will let you decide whether or not you believe that there's a modern application to what Isaiah 19 says. You have to be careful. But I have told you in the past that there are dual fulfillments of prophecy, near-far fulfillments. So let's take a look. I will incite Egyptian against Egyptians. They will each fight against his brother and each against his neighbor, city against city and kingdom against kingdom. And Egypt was known historically for internal strife over the centuries. Then the spirit of the Egyptians, verse 3, will be demoralized within them. And I will confound their strategy so that they will resort to idols. See if this sounds familiar and ghosts of the dead, and to mediums and spiritists. Now, when the strategy is not working, well, let's make a personal application. When you've come up with plan A, B, and C, and then you get to plan C, and plan C is not working, so you try to go to plan D. And then you go all the way through the alphabet, and it's just not working. Where do you go? Well, for a lot of people, you know what they do? And this has even been true of politicians and leaders of our own country. Do you go to the God of the Bible or do you go to idols, ghosts of the dead, mediums, and spiritists? I have to tell you, I I did some research. I was doing a radio program on KKLA and I had put together a lot of the the programming and what we would cover. And one program, we were going to study these guys that were on television. And this was a little bit more prominent years ago, this John Edward guy. And there was another guy on there and they would do cold readings of movie stars. And they would allege that one guy said that he talked to the dead and, you know, basically someone would come on and they had just lost a loved one and, and oh yeah, I've made the connection now. There's, there's uh, you know, Aunt uh, Beth or whatever. And, and uh, oh yeah, she really misses you and they'd be given these messages and she wants you to know that ring is really for you and whatever, right? And this one guy, John Edward, even said that he's communicating with a dog, uh, a dog that had died. And literally, I'm watching this program, and he says, oh, the dog's here now. Oh, he's up on the top row in the audience. And oh, he's sitting in that person's lap up, up there. What's he saying? I don't know. You know, but he, he's saying something. <laughs> I mean, I know that at times of difficulty, we get desperate. But where are we going to go for our answers? Well, the Egyptians, when the the spirit of them is demoralized, and I'll tell you what, there's a lot of demoralized people. And when God confounds their strategy and says, everywhere you look, 
If you look outside of me, it is not going to work. Rather than turning to the God of the Bible, they'll turn to their idols, which, by the way, idols are made by what? Man. And he makes them with his own hands. Here, let me carve you, my little idol. Okay, tell me, tell me what I want to hear now. See, idols, in large part, are us. We like to control our gods. We like them to be predictable. We like them to be just like us. But not only that, they will turn to who? Ghosts of the dead and to mediums and spiritists. People will go and they'll say, can you contact this uh, dead relative? Can you, can you read my future? Can you tell me? And the Lord in Deuteronomy 18 makes it clear. If you belong to God, you are not to mess with that stuff. There are certain things behind the veil that if you get accurate information, be assured it did not come from God. You can't mix the two. You shouldn't be going to a medium or getting your fortune read because you know what? If you get accurate information, the enemy of your soul, that is Satan, loves to use those open doors to mess with you. And I can tell you that there have been people over the years who have opened those doors and will tell you story after story of the regret that they have for ever doing that. You don't want to do that. You don't want to mess with that stuff. Moreover, for I will deliver the Egyptians into the hand of a cruel master. Many see the immediate fulfillment here of the the king of Assyria. Write down in your notes um, Isaiah 20 verse 4 and you'll see that. I will deliver them into the hand of a cruel master and a mighty king will rule over them, declares the Lord God of hosts. And, you know, if you want to look into the modern application of that, I'll let you wrestle with that. And the waters from the sea will dry up. This is uh, most likely the Nile there. And the river will be parched and dry. The only water source for that area, if that dries up, they're in trouble. And the canals for irrigation will emit a stench The streams of Egypt will thin out and dry up. The reeds and rushes will rot away. The bulrushes by the Nile, by the edge of the Nile, and all the sown fields by the Nile will become dry, be driven away, and be no more. Now connect the thought of the Nile to the idol. Because the Nile, in the Egyptians' perspective, in ancient Egypt, was a god. And remember that the, I believe it was the first judgment against Egypt was that the Lord instructed Moses to take his staff and put it into the Nile and God did what? He turned the Nile into blood. Every one of the plagues of Egypt, by the way, was an attack against an idol of Egypt. And when Moses put his staff in there and the Nile turned to blood, you know what God was saying? Your God is dead. I killed him with Moses' staff, if I could put it that way. Everything that you trust in, the water source, and remember the Pharaoh used to go out there and he, would, he had a, right, a water right that he did every morning and he would go out there to bless it and God turned everything, their pitchers, everything he filled with blood. It wasn't just a certain uh, you know, dirt that it was red in nature that made the, the Nile look a little red. That wasn't it. It was blood because God was sending a message. And he was saying, look, if you want to trust in things that um, I created, if you want to worship the created thing rather than the creator, 
I have ways of getting my messages across to you. And that's really Romans 1. That's what mankind has done. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Thanks for tuning in to Walk in Truth today. Did you know there's more where that came from? Download the Living Truth app to listen to more of Pastor Michael's teachings whenever you want. You can even watch videos. And if you're local to Southern California, you can get updates on church events, new studies, and more. Download the free Living Truth app today. We'd love to see who's listening. So please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. Moreover, for I will deliver the Egyptians into the hand of a cruel master. Many see the immediate fulfillment here of the the king of Assyria. Write down in your notes um, Isaiah 20, verse 4, and you'll see that. I will deliver them into the hand of a cruel master, and a mighty king will rule over them, declares the Lord God of hosts. And, you know, if you want to look into the modern application of that, I'll let you wrestle with that. And the waters from the sea will dry up, This is uh, most likely the Nile there. And the river will be parched and dry. The only water source for that area, if that dries up, they're in trouble. And the canals for irrigation will admit a stench. The streams of Egypt will thin out and dry up. The reeds and rushes will rot away. The bull rushes by the Nile, by the edge of the Nile, and all the sown fields by the Nile will become dry be driven away and be no more. Now connect the thought of the Nile to the idol. Because the Nile, in the Egyptians' perspective, in ancient Egypt, was a god. And remember that the, I believe it was the first judgment against Egypt, was that the Lord instructed Moses to take his staff and put it into the Nile, and God did what? He turned the Nile into blood. Every one of the plagues of Egypt, by the way, was an attack against an idol of Egypt. And when Moses put his staff in there and the Nile turned to blood, you know what God was saying? Your God is dead. I killed him with Moses' staff, if I could put it that way. Everything that you trust in, the water source, and remember... The Pharaoh used to go out there and he, would, he had a, rite, a water rite that he did every morning and he would go out there to bless it and God turned everything, their pitchers, everything he filled with blood. It wasn't just a certain uh, you know, dirt that it was red in nature that made the, the Nile look a little red. That wasn't it. It was blood because God was sending a message. And he was saying, look, if you want to trust in things that... Um, I created. If you want to worship the created thing rather than the creator, I have ways of getting my messages across to you. And that's really Romans 1. That's what mankind has done. We worship Mother Earth. And there are, do you know, I heard a, something, I think it was yesterday, that said there are certain groups in our society that say if you do something negative to, the, uh, to Mother Earth, you do something to a protected area, they think that you should die for that. They think that there should be a death sentence. If you mess with that little protected rat, you know, you can't build your building or whatever. I'm serious. There are people out there today that are so serious about the Earth 
and protecting the earth that they think that you should pay the severest penalty if you do anything against the earth. And they worship and serve the creature, the created thing, rather than the creator who's blessed forevermore. Now look, I'm all for taking care of this planet, but this planet is not our God. This planet is not a she. It's an it. It was made by God for God's purposes. And that's all it's for. It's not to be uh, worshipped. And the fishermen, when this happens, will lament. All those who cast a line into the Nile will mourn. And those who spread nets on the waters will pine away. Moreover, the manufacturers of linen made from comb flax and the weavers of white cloth will be utterly dejected. Oh goodness, look what happened now. The source of our life is gone. What do you do when the river dries up? What do you do when there's no more options there? Now, I'm not much of a fisherman, but I was coaxed into fishing this last Friday. And the reason I'm not much of a fisherman is I like active sports. To me, it is not a sport to throw your line into the water and then just sit in the chair. That is not. But anyway, to make it even worse, I never catch anything. So I don't know what this excitement is all about. I could sit anywhere. I could sit and watch a ball game. Why am I going to sit and stare at water? And I know the fish have a conspiracy against me. I'll tell you why. Because I went on this fishing trip. I caught nothing as usual. And then they had this little place that you could go, which was affectionately called the loser pond. Have you been there before? Now, it really wasn't called that, but that's what I called it. The loser pond is for all of us who can't catch fish, and they cram all these fish into this little pond, and you get to throw your line in there, experience catching one of those things. There's no way you're going to miss. You know how long I sat at the loser pond? I was there for about 40 minutes. Everybody's pulling their fish. This is great. I'm like, they're having meetings down there. They're eyeing me. I saw their little fish eyes looking at me. Well, anyway, so I went on the lake last Friday, and uh, I caught some fish. So anyway, I'm, the curse has been removed, and I'm feeling a little better about my... I don't even know why I told you that. Anyway, and the pillars of Egypt will be crushed. Pillars could be pointing to political structures. Notice that we've just looked at the economy of Egypt. Now we're going to look at the political structure of Egypt. The economy is hit. The pillars of Egypt will be crushed. All the hired laborers, I want you to see how this connects to the economy, will be grieved in soul. Why would hired laborers be grieved? No work. What do you do? The princes of Zoan are mere fools. The advice of Pharaoh's wisest, and of course Egypt was known for its magicians and quote-unquote wise men. Advisors have become, don't you love this, stupid. (laughs) That's a biblical word. How can you men say to Pharaoh, I am the son of the wise, a son of ancient kings? Well then, where are your wise men? Remember Paul asked that question in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Uh, Please let them tell you and let them understand. Now notice how this turns. What the Lord of hosts has what? Purposed against Egypt. God says, tell your wise men to look at the economy, 
to look at the demoralized people, the demoralized economy, to look at the things happening, uh, what we would call uh, natural disasters, and take a look at it. And let your wise men decide whether or not you need to look a little deeper than just trying to figure out why this may have happened in terms of a natural occurrence. Take a look. Because you may see that the hand of the Lord has turned against you and he's trying to get your attention. Pray tell, let me ask you a question. How do you think God would get the attention of a people short of opening the heavens or bringing a prophetic message through a voice of a person, or in some cases a donkey, if you've read the Old Testament, right? How would God get a message across to us? When we, when we are asking a question about someone that's done us wrong, perhaps we've done business with a, a person that's dishonest, or a, we've given to a ministry and we realize, you know what, we've been ripped off. We normally say, you know what, the only way to get a message across to those people is hit them where it hurts. And where does it hurt? Well, you'd say, well, don't give them any more money then. Don't invest with them anymore. Don't do business with them anymore. Don't give to their ministry anymore. Hit them where it hurts and maybe they'll get the message. Well, folks, I don't think that we should think that that's outside of the realm of how God might work. That God might say, you know what? I'm going to send some messages to these people and say to them, you know what? You might want to look a little deeper. You might want to look at the crisis of your nation, because notice, brothers and sisters, Bible students, this is not against Israel. See, we want to be careful as students of the Bible and say, look, we've got to be careful when God speaks to Israel. We don't want to take that as we're the covenant people in America as that nation that's, no, but this is not Israel. This is who? Egypt. And Egypt is a type, a picture in the Bible of what? The world. Therefore, there is precedent to say God can do this. And God challenges. He taunts the wise men. Hey, he says to them, if I could paraphrase, don't they understand that the Lord has purposed something against Egypt? The princes of Zoan have acted foolishly. The princes uh, of Memphis, which was Egypt's ancient capital, are deluded Those who are the cornerstone, that would speak probably of prophets, priests, and political leaders of her tribes, have led Egypt astray. And I think God's saying when political leaders and priests and prophets lead people astray, then God intervenes by showing that he will not bless a nation that is going astray. You've been listening to Oracles Concerning Ethiopia and Egypt, Part 2 on Walk in Truth. That's Pastor Michael's teaching in Isaiah chapters 18 through 19. Remember, if you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on the Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, the Living Truth app is a great way to stay up to date with what's going on here at Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona. There's Bible studies, family events, and of course, worship services. If you're out of the area, the Living Truth app has a lot for you too, like watching and listening to Pastor Michael's latest teachings. You can download the Living Truth app from your app store. The Living Truth app is the one with the red logo with the pillars. Now here's Pastor Michael. 
Well, as you think about the idea of an oracle or a weighty message, this came through a prophet. So it's distinct from a prophet. The prophet is not the oracle, as it were. Uh, The oracle is the message. The prophet is the vehicle. And this may be some new content to some of you who have been listening to Christian radio for a while. And you're like, man, I never heard a message on an oracle concerning Ethiopia and Egypt. Well, hey, welcome to the Bible. (laughs) There's much more than maybe you thought was there. And uh, there are weighty messages shared with nations that interacted with the people of God in Israel. And we have stuff to learn about how we interact with God and his people, how we treat the church, how we pray for Israel. There's a lot for us to learn as evangelical Christians. And maybe you would say, I don't know if I'm a Christian yet. I don't know if I'm an evangelical Christian. What does that mean? Well, it simply means that you agree that the historic Christian faith is true, but more importantly, you've trusted Jesus Christ, the true Christ of the Bible, for your salvation and made him your king, and you're serving the extension of his kingdom. And if we can help you in any way with that, 844-48-TRUTH is a number you can call 844-48-TRUTH. We have pastors here, 9 to 4 Pacific time, Tuesday through Friday. And we'd also love to get a note from you. If you have a Bible question, if you uh, would say, hey, I, I just want to drop a note and say thank you for the program. We deeply appreciate that. You can send us an email at contact at walkintruth.com. That's contact at walkintruth.com. God bless you. We love you. And we'll see you, Lord willing, tomorrow. And join us tomorrow for part three of Pastor Michael Lance's teaching in Isaiah chapters 18 through 19 called Oracles Concerning Ethiopia and Egypt. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.